You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Wherever you are at listening to this, I hope you are safe and healthy. Today we've got another interview, and it's another artist interview. A few weeks ago, I interviewed Blake Jamison, one of the artists for Topps Project 2020. Today, I'm interviewing Ben Carraher, and he is a different kind of artist. He doesn't do just the paintings or drawings or anything like that. He actually makes mosaics, so he cuts up other cards to make and combine them together into making a mosaic photo that is a a much larger card and they're really really cool and so we have a conversation where we get into a pretty detailed scientific um, background of how he goes about putting these mosaics together and you may find it pretty interesting if you want to pull up some of his work while you listen so you can kind of follow along and see what we're talking about, you can find him on Twitter at CardMosaics, card underscore mosaics, or you can go to CardMosaics.com. That's his website. Before we get to the interview, though, I want to make sure to let you know that you should check out the Underdog Collectibles Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals this week, in addition to their normal three times per week break schedule, including Thanksgiving night. If your family or friends are struggling with ideas on what to get you this holiday season, don't forget to tell them about the Underdog Collectibles Live Break gift cards. It's the season to bet on the underdog. Oh, and when you go to check them out at udogcollect.com, don't forget to tell them that Wax Pack Hero sent you. Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Can you start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and your background in the hobby? Uh, yeah, so um, I started collecting baseball cards. I guess I must have been like eight years old or so. Um, it was, uh, that would have been right around 1992. Uh, it was kind of right in the time when the Braves went from worst to first and they started to become a really good team. And I was living in Augusta, Georgia at the time and got really into baseball, you know, started to play little leagues and stuff and uh, got into card collecting just like pretty much every other kid during sure. that time. And uh, it was, you know, probably about a three or four year period there where I collected. And then like most other people, that collected during that time as well. You know, I got a little older and started getting into uh, other things and kind of lost interest in in card collecting uh, for a while. And then I didn't even think about baseball cards for a couple decades, you know, after that until uh, just back in like 2008, early 2008, uh, my father threatened to throw away, he was cleaning out the basement, threatened to throw away all the old cards, right? So, um, you know, I couldn't, couldn't let him do that course and and then it uh, kind of was that notion of like well maybe they're worth something now because I hadn't you know I hadn't been keeping up with the market or anything sure Um, so I happened to be doing a road trip uh, with my girlfriend at the time and we were going through Idaho which is where my parents live so we just added a stop uh, over in Idaho Falls uh, at my parents house and picked up you know a few monster boxes and some binders and just whatever 
whatever cards that he had found. And I think it was most of the collection. There was another missing box that ended up turning up a couple of years later that I picked up uh, recently. But uh, yeah, so at that point, you know, I started going through them and it was just like this blast from the past, uh, nostalgia, you know, it was really cool. And I, I did a bunch of research and, uh, you know, I found out that it was all junk era stuff. Nothing was really worth more than it was then. In fact, most of it is now worth less than what it was considered to be worth then. Um, but that made me realize that I could get back into collecting and build the collection that I always wanted as a kid, you know, because I was working as an engineer. I was making reasonably good money. Um, you know, I had a budget to buy packs at 20 to 50 cents a piece so i just kind of went on this frenzy and uh started buying cars off ebay i would seek out the the biggest lots of packs that i could find and for the best price you know and and it was getting a little out of hand i was just you know just buying and buying and ripping packs and sorting and but having a lot of fun with it um but then i i decided you know well i am spending money here and you know maybe there's some way that I can sort of uh, mitigate the cost a little bit. So I had the idea of like finding these large pack lots, of uh, selling half the packs and and opening the rest. You know, so I would just bid on the ones where I could get them at like 20 cents a pack, and then you know try to sell them at 40 cents a pack and sell half, make my money back. So I had like a Craigslist ad up trying to do this, and the only person that contacted me besides some scammers was uh, this guy named Ryan who, a uh, local guy, and he said, uh, do you have any commons you'd like to get rid of? I, I want to cut them up and make art. And so he came over and he showed me what he was doing. And then he showed me Tim Carroll's work. Uh -huh. And I just thought it was really cool. And so Ryan was doing, he was basically trying to do what Tim Carroll does and okay. what I now do, just make, you know, baseball cards out of cut up baseball cards. Um, there's actually quite a few people that are doing this um, that I've, I've found, you know, uh, it's, it's anyway. So, so when I saw his stuff and I saw Tim Carroll's work, especially, I, I just thought it was really cool. And I just kind of felt compelled to try it myself. Um, and I, you know, I had all these junk cards that were, you know, now accumulating. And um, so, yeah, I just, uh, I just gave it a try. And uh, the first piece I did was based on the 1968 Nolan Ryan rookie. And I mean, it was just like, I did it in a very rudimentary fashion where I printed out an image of that, of what I wanted. And I hand gridded that. And then I hand gridded and taped together computer paper and then I just kind of tried to sketch the features you know by hand with a pencil yeah and then just try to fit the pieces in and I had no idea how this was going to turn out but you know I just kind of felt compelled to try it and it actually looked pretty good uh, I kind of surprised myself because I don't really have a whole lot of an art background I mean I used to love to draw as a kid and stuff like that but I never really like studied art or anything um, outside of like you know a couple like summer extracurricular things when I was like really young. Sure. Um, but I didn't expect to, to be very good at it. And I kind of surprised myself and it just made me want to keep going. So um, my, my educational background is, is, uh, is in science. I have a degree in physics. And I, like I said, I was working as an engineer at the time and I was doing a lot of uh, 
Python stuff, some curve fitting algorithms and stuff for work, you know, trying to take a data set and fit it to a theoretical curve and pull out the, you know, different coefficients of the, the equation that it's fit to. And anyway, I've been doing a lot of recent um, learning in computer programming. And so I decided to start exploring uh, scientific methods that I could use to, uh, to make the art easier. Interesting. And so I ended up doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, I, I ended up, at first I wrote a script that actually builds mosaics. So um, what you do is you take an image that you want to make, and then you take a folder with however many images you want to build it out of, tell it how many tiles you want to make it out of, and then it just goes through and it tries to find the best fit for each tile and rebuild the image. I'm sure you've seen this kind of stuff. It, you know, there's plenty of... Uh, Plenty of computer algorithms out there that do this. You can sure. even just go on, there's like websites where you can go do it. But I wrote my own and the idea was I'm just gonna use this for and make baseball card art out of it. So I scanned in 1987 tops cards numbers one through 100, uh, digitally chopped each one into 16 pieces and assigned a letter value to each section. So it was like, you know, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, so on and so forth. And then I just, would feed in an image I wanted to build and it would tell me, all right, card number one, section A goes in these coordinates, section B wow. was just a paint by numbers. And I built one piece that way and I've got it on my wall. Maybe I can, maybe I can show it to you here. Let's see. It's this, uh, this Hank Aaron thing here. Okay. You yeah, see that's that? a big one too. It's big. Yeah. They kind of have to be big with that method. Um, cause you need to use a lot of pieces. It's just basically, you know, it's pixelated. So, um, but you know, I, I kind of realized that that wasn't a very artistic approach. It was purely science. It was cool for sure. Yeah. I like how it kind of combines both science and art together Yeah, using a methodology that's, that is definitely unique. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't like the fact that I didn't really have to do anything artistically like it was basically just this code is just telling me where to put each section of each piece i'm not using any color matching with my eyes or anything like that um i'm not using really any artistic ability in that method so i kind of abandoned it um for you know i did do a uh, i did use it for a couple other things um there was a todd Gurley piece i did and it had this really blurred background and i i scanned in tops traded football sets and uh and I built the background out of the, the tiles. And that actually turned out to look pretty cool. Um, but I pretty much just abandoned that technique and uh, ended up moving on to a different technique. And so what I do now is I take an image, I sample say eight to 10 colors from it, um, just the ones that seem to show up the most. And then I rebuild it out of only those colors. So. Okay. Uh, I end up with it with, you know, like a baseball card now image, but it's only built out of like 10 discrete RGB values. Okay. And then my code goes in and it finds the boundaries between where it changes from one to the other. And it ends up just outlining all the regions that are the same color. So then theoretically, if I rebuild this thing out of those eight colors, it'll look like what I've done here and what I've built, you know, with my code. And if that, if that looks good, then theoretically, if I just use these eight colors and build it, it'll look good. And cool. it just gives me nice little outlines where I can know that like, okay, this is his eyebrow. It catches the features very well. And, and I use that um, to build these templates that I have. And 
And then of course, you know, if there's, there's gradients, color gradients or shading that, you know, this is, it's not a perfect, it's not gonna perfectly tell me how to do everything. So I have to use a fair amount of artistic integrity myself to get those, you know, to kind of get in between the lines where the, where the code doesn't quite capture everything. And I also have to do my best to match the colors and stuff and find the right cards. Yeah, that's cool. Like I had, I had first stumbled across you, you know, soon after probably I had seen Tim's art, you know, um, and both of you having that mosaic style, you know, really kind of stood out to me and appealed to me and, and interested me on what you're doing. And then, man, this year, it seems like the, the idea of sports art in general has just taken off between yeah. the, the increasing popularity of the type of work that you guys are doing, as well as the project 2020 and some of those other artists and, and what they did with, with art. It seems like 2020 has been a year where sports art in general has just gone through the roof. Have, have you noticed that yes, as well, as far as your definitely. own, your um, own work? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I see it, you know, I'm, I'm active on Twitter and stuff. And then I see that, like, there's just more and more people doing it. And I think that's really awesome. I think, um, you know, with uh, Project 2020, I think had a lot to do with that. Um, the idea that, you know, uh, you can you can make artists can make their own baseball cards. Um, and then, you know, with the stuff I've been doing, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me questions, and they, they're trying to do it as well. And you know, I always try to help people as much as I can and just tell them how I do it. And, you know, I've even built templates for a couple people. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and then there's, you know, some other guys that have kind of emerged like uh, Jason Schwartz, who I think is uh, Heavy J on Twitter. Okay. He started doing these custom cards uh, in a really cool style that has inspired a bunch of other people to start doing kind of more of the, that sort of style of stuff. It's really cool to see. There's all these guys doing sketch cards. I mean, um, it, it's cool to see how it's blown up and how all these all these new artists are emerging and, and all the card art that's happening. I was curious on how you, um, what your background was. And I, it's fascinating that you don't have really necessarily a, an artistic background, more of that science engineering background. You started doing this. I, I assume that when you started it, it was for fun. Yep. That and just how, how has that happened? Are you still primarily doing it as a, as a hobby or for fun? Or has that transitioned more as a kind of a side hustle or even a full-time situation um, at this point? Right now, I'm doing it full-time. So, so at first, um, you know, I just made a few pieces and then I started... I, I, you know, I built a website and I built it. I wanted to, I wanted to keep doing it, but I wanted to see if I could, you know, make a, a side hustle, I guess you would call it out of yep. it. Um, so, you know, I started posting on some of the card forums and the collectors forums and, and uh, built some social media following. And um, I started getting commissions. And so I started doing this in summer of 2018. So it was just over two years ago. Um, and then in 2019, I think I started getting my first commissions and uh, then it, you know, it seemed like it, just about every time it seemed like I would finish one, I would get interest and usually end up getting another one. And I started getting, you know, a few in the queue and I really enjoyed it. I wasn't incredibly happy at my uh, previous job. Um, you know, as an engineer, I liked the work, but there was just some issues with the company itself and, and some of the management. Um, so I wasn't incredibly happy in my career. And I decided, you know, I wanted to pursue this. So um, rather than to just 
full out quit my job. Uh, I think it was May of 2019. I talked to my supervisor and I said, I think I want to work part time. Uh, what can we do? And so they ended up giving me a high level technician position uh, working part time, which was a big pay cut. Um, but, you know, to me, it was worth it to have more time. So I, I went down to three tens uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, you know, nine to seven. And uh, then that gave me, you know, four days a week where I wasn't at work and I could work on this. And after doing that for about a year, I finally, you know, I had like six or seven commissions lined up and I finally just said, screw it. I'm going to go full time here and give this and give this a, a, a shot, you know. And so for the last six months, I've been doing exclusively art for for income. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to set your own schedule. It's it's tough to um, to not have health benefits and things like that. You know, I mean, I, I just have to pay for my own health insurance now, which is, right. uh, which sucks. Um, and, 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 you know, there's, it's uh there's not a lot of security to it. You know, it's kind of like I'm relying on people commissioning pieces and stuff and selling the art. So it's definitely been an interesting venture. And, uh, but so far, you know, I've managed to stay afloat and I, I've managed to keep doing it and uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not convinced yet that this is the uh, long-term career goal, but right now I'm having fun with it. And uh, I, you know, the freedom is nice. Um, but, you know, I've been considering seeking out, you know, a technical job again, and then just bringing this back to, to, to a hobby or, you know, a side gig. Um, and cause I mean, you know, when it becomes work, it's a little more stressful for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, you know, I'm not really sure where, where I'm going to go with it yet, but, but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing for now. And, uh, and we'll just see how it goes. You know, I've got 10 years of engineering experience to bet to fall back on. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, we've got some savings, you know? Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. How long does it typically take you to, um, complete a piece from start to finish? Uh, it takes a lot of time. It's, it takes a lot of time. Uh, it depends on what the piece is. But, you know, most baseball cards made, made out of baseball cards on average can be expected to take about 100 hours of work. Okay. Hard to finish. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big commitment, you know. It's a, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. I've got to sort through a lot of baseball cards, you know. Yep. And, and it's just I've got to, I have to cut up thousands of cards typically, you know. Where do you source the cards that you use to cut up? I have various places I get them from. Um, I've gotten some very large quantities of cards off of some of the collectors forums. Okay. I bought like, oh gosh, I don't know, 60,087 tops uh, at one point off of some guy, just, just tons of flat rate boxes full. Yeah. And I've got them all under my art table here. But um, also, you know, if I need something specific, I'll reach out on Twitter. And most of the time somebody can come up with something for me, which is really cool. eBay is another place, you know, if I need something specific. Um, and there's been a lot of people that have just offered to give me cards on uh -huh. Twitter, which is really cool. Um, I've had people send me just a flat rate box full of, you know, 80s random, you know, whatever brands, just 80s cards, commons. Um, so I've got just all sorts. I mean, I probably own 200,000 baseball cards. Right that now. you use as, as source They're, material. All that are dedicated to the art. Of course, you know, when I go through these and some of them are on open packs and stuff, I always, 
find ones that I don't want to cut up. So I right. also have a massive collection of cards that they're just like, I couldn't bring myself to cut. Um, yeah. And so it's a cool way to mix the hobby of collecting with, uh, with something that I can actually earn some money with and that I enjoy doing. And, you know, it's really rewarding to create art I've found. Do you do any kind of pre-sorting based on color? Like here's, here's all of my beiges or my browns or my blues or I've the greens. I've thought about or... that, but as it turns out, I'm just not that organized. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do have, like, I know where a lot of different brands and sets are. And with baseball cards, I'm really familiar now with what colors are on what cards. Yeah. Um, so I know, like, okay, if I need green, uh, depending on the green, it could be, you know, 1991 Bowman or, or maybe, you know, 1982 Tops has green or, like, the stadium clubs have green. And I know, I know where to find the colors. Yep. Um, I know that, you know, 87 Don Russ has uh, this this yellowish color on the back i know that you know here's 80 or here's 1990 don russ has got this orange yep. but then you know 89 don russ has a different orange and sure this is 87 they're all a little different but yeah i, I i'm pretty familiar now with what colors you know you've got like your these uh, 89 scores have a bunch of different colors depending on what uh what part of the set is in so all the higher number sets here are one of the ones i'm using right now for what i'm working on um yeah, you know, like upper deck is good for these like pure white stat areas. Um, and then, you know, you got like upper deck checklists for this kind of beige. I mean, I know, I know a lot now about what has what on it. Yeah. So if I can just figure out where I put that stuff in my massive uh, mess of cards, then I know where to, I know what I need at least. What's been your most challenging piece to put together? The, I, hands down, it was the uh, Kobe Bryant rookie that I did. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you saw that one, but I did a Kobe rookie card, tops rookie out of uh, basketball cards. And for, there were a number of reasons that one was so, so difficult. Um, first of all, it's basketball cards. And I had very little familiar, familiarity with that. And I didn't own very many. So I had to just seek out, you know, I had to buy quite a few boxes of basketball cards and they were all just random stuff I didn't really like it wasn't like oh I know for this color on his jersey that I need this set I didn't know what I needed so I had to figure that out but not only that it's just the image on that card is so complex um, you know you've got Kobe his entire body he's it's an action shot but he's got two he's got a defender and a teammate in the picture behind him yeah. um, there's a, a crowd uh, which is just incredibly complex in the background and then there's like, it's, uh, uh, I think it was like a 1996. There's that like basketball that like smudges across the bottom yep. and has this weird gradient. It was just, I really underestimated it. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, yeah, I could probably build this in a hundred hours. And I think it took more like 150 to build that okay. one. And I mean, that was like, it was getting to the point where I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to finish this thing. Like I've been working on it forever and I'm like only maybe halfway done. You know, it, it was tough. It was a tough piece. And so, you know, every time you, you, Every, every time I build a piece, I, I face some kind of challenge that I'm not really expecting. That one, I faced several challenges I wasn't expecting, but it's always, it's always a, a learning experience. So, you know, next time someone, someone asks me to quote something like that, I'm going to quote it a little higher. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, so the majority of what you do right now, you said, is on commission. Do you also have an inventory of, of work that you've already completed that's just actively for sale? Yep, I do. And I have a website where you can find all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I have like a Nolan Ryan. I don't know if you can. Yep. 
It's behind me there. That one's made out of all Nolan Ryan cards. Uh, okay. This Cal Ripken here, I don't know, the lighting's probably bad there, uh, but there's a, I have a Cal Ripken made from all Cal Ripken cards. Um, I have that Hank Aaron that's, uh, that I built with the science algorithm. I'm not selling that one, I'm gonna keep it. Um, yep. But I've got, you know, like a Broncos logo that I built, uh, made out of Broncos cards. I've got a handful of things. Um, also, I, I have prints, I have tons of prints for sale. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, it's not all commissions. Um, I did a custom uh, art card set out of uh, eight of the pieces I built over the last year and a half. Um, I limited it to 50 sets. I think I'm down to about 12 or 15 left. Um, yeah, so there, you know, I do have some other products for sale. Where can people find those? So um, my website is www.sportscardmosaics.com. Um, and if you if you search my name, Ben Carraher, you'll find it. If you follow me on social media, I have links to it there. And there is a there's just a shop there where if you have PayPal, you can just you can purchase directly from the website. Um, and so that's uh, that's where you would you would look for that stuff. That's awesome. And I will make sure that I link to both the site as well as your uh, social media handles and all of that type of stuff in the show notes of the episode, just so people can, can make sure to track you down. Anything else that you've got going on right now that you want to make sure people are aware of? Um, I don't think so, really. I mean, I have been doing some digital stuff. Uh, I designed a, um, a big Efren Reyes banner made of Efren, a picture of Efren made out of pool balls uh, for, a, for a local bar. Um, I mean, I don't think there's really anything else though that I mean, I've, I'm exploring some other options, but I think we pretty much covered like what I really like the root of my, uh, of what I do. And, you know, it's, I, I really uh, focus mostly on this cut, cutting up cards. So. Yeah, very cool. And I think that's one of the, the things that I like most about the whole mosaic concept is that you're taking one medium that we all love and turning it in to an even bigger display of, of a way to celebrate those, those carts. And yeah. um, it's turning one piece of art into an even bigger piece of art. And personally, I think that's, that's really cool. So okay, um, that's one that. of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is, is just to talk about that, that kind of unique take on art. So thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.